0: Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ the podcast. I'm your host Joanna Fleming and I am your co-host Hannah First. So, I cooked a new pasta on the weekend.
1: I did see that. I had that with my friends on the weekend. The pasta podcast.
0: Oh my god. So, Jessica Nguyen who is a food blogger, I have just been so she's got an Instagram account and I literally look at her account every day and I yeah. literally my mouth salivates every time I see the pasta.
1: Yeah, when I see her dumplings, that happens to me because her dumplings oh my are God. so moist. Mm.
0: It was like a little trip to Italy.
1: Was yours a little bit spicy?
0: I actually didn't have any chili flakes, so I didn't put it in. I forgot okay. that. But um, I definitely put quite a lot of vodka in there. Yeah. And someone had said to me, I was like, because I was like, I don't keep vodka in my house. And I was like, mm, I don't want to buy vodka that I'm only using for cooking. Yeah. It's like, it's like when you do cooking, you get cooking wine, and you buy yeah. like five dollar cooking wine. Well, yeah. this was like you know, like you've got to spend the money on the vodka, but it was it was so delicious, it was worth it.
1: Did could you taste the vodka in it? Because apparently you meant to like no. burn the vodka off or something. It
0: burns off, but yeah. there's something about the flavor that is just it's a, yeah. So if you go to her Instagram, look there. She's got a highlight called Pasta a la Vodka. It's yeah, so good.
1: I think it went off because Gigi Hadid cooked it. And she posted it on her Instagram. Yeah, I saw Gigi had dinner yeah. as well. She's been cooking heats. Yeah. You know what I'm really into at the moment? I can't get myself off TikTok. Oh, uh, I, I haven't gone down that rabbit hole. Oh, I'm- don't because you will honestly never get the time back. I could spend oh. an hour on there.
0: I just, um, I'm trying to better myself. And yeah, I don't to- think I'm bettering myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good point. I'm trying to like exercise and eat healthier and that's probably my main, yeah. that's been my main hobby. Yeah, I have been exercising every day. This is what ISO conversations like, Jo. I know. It really is.
1: Oh, I've been on TikTok. Oh, I did this recipe. This is literally a classic conversation. Classic. Anyway, tell us what is on today's episode, Hannah. So on today's episode, we are
0: talking about how to properly pop a pimple. Then we have James Vivian to join us to talk about men's skincare, which has been very highly requested. And of course, the product we didn't know we needed. On to pimples, I actually wanted to ask you a question. And I don't mm-hmm. know that you'll have the answer to this. Yeah. Why do I get every time I have a date, I get a pimple above my lip? I don't know I why. I
1: really don't know the answer to that.
0: <laughs> do you think spiritually it's my body telling me that the guy's not right? Um-
1: I I'm not really sure if that's it but look I am very spiritual so I think sometimes the universe is like trying to direct you in a certain and then
0: I always pop it
1: and then I get this big like welt above my lid and I think every time I've said Hannah don't touch it and you still do it but
0: but it's a whitehead pimple
1: yeah and you can't leave that because then they're going to be looking at your mouth and like "Mm, I don't know that's a tough one I would think that maybe it's probably because you're nervous or like you're a bit stressed about the date. So maybe your cortisol levels are higher or something and then that's triggering a breakout. I don't know. But it's weird that it's around your lips and every It's time. like
0: above, it's like above my lip and it's like yeah. a w- little white Are you head. taking
1: like your lip balms too wide around your mouth? Like are they migrating onto like above your lip? Because that could be causing a bit of congestion. Because
0: that's actually I, before a date, you can deduce what you will of this, but yeah. I definitely slather on the lip balm way mm. more frequently or way more aggressively because you know you've got a date and so you don't yeah. want your lips to be dry.
1: Yeah. I think that possibly could be contributing because the lip balms that we use, like Lano lips, they're quite occlusive so they form yes. like a barrier over it and so it doesn't really allow that skin to like breathe.
2: Mm. So I
1: would say that maybe just like take a step back with the lip balm. Um maybe use a lip serum like the biology lip serum instead. Maybe drink water instead. Yeah. Because yeah, I exactly I over
0: I overcompensate with lip balms. Yeah. Because I don't drink enough water.
1: Yeah, same. Yes. As we've discussed. Actually, someone did message me about. Same. I've had quite a few. These flavored sachets you can put into water, and it, she said it helps her to drink water because it's flavored but it's got like electrolytes and stuff in there?
0: I've got those, you know, at the supermarket now they have their, those really overpriced um, like cold tea infusions.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. Okay, <laughs> I think I might have a set of them from like a PR package. Yeah, yeah, so I got them in the PR package and then oh. I went and
0: bought like a few packets. They're called Infuse and they're $6 <laughs> at Woolworths for yeah. a little box. Oh, like a little yeah, that's container pretty pricey, yeah. For, oh, they're on
1: sale. $5 <laughs> for a 12-pack. Bargain. Bargain. (laughs) Get down there. (laughs) Anyway, this is what we do. We go on tangents. Okay, so pimples and popping them. Generally, this is not something that I recommend. As you know, Hannah, I'm generally like don't touch it, just LED it, use a spot treatment if you can be trusted. I'm usually, as I've said, on multiple different channels I'm usually a bit against spot treatments just because I think people really go overboard with them and there's the chance of completely impairing the barrier around the blemish and then delaying that healing process quite a lot. But we did ask, because we're having James Vivian on this episode, I did ask him as well for his tips from a dermal clinician perspective because he knows, like, he sees clients in the clinic and obviously people see the a pimple in the mirror and they just cannot help themselves. So he recommends making sure you've cleaned your hands first. That is very, very important.
0: That is probably the best advice. Yes,
1: <laughs> to start with. And then um, applying a warm face washer to the area to soften the skin, which makes sense because usually if I'm ever picking something, which is very rare, I will do it after I've had a shower so that the skin's warmed up. So that also makes sense. And then he suggests prepping the area with a solution to prevent bacteria from spreading on the skin. So something like cosmetics purity balance. Usually I'd say use um, like cotton tips to avoid breaking the skin around the blemish. But he said um, you can go in with your fingers either side of the pimple and then rotate around so that you're not causing trauma to the same exact spot around the pimple. So you kind of like go around it in a circle with your fingers trying to pop it, but trying not to damage that surrounding skin. So trying not to break the skin around the area um, and then spreading that bacteria. So that's also really important. And then you can apply your spot treatment and hydration over the top. So I think he recommends the Societate Blemish Clarifying Gel. Hannah, do you have a couple of fave spot treatments as well?
0: Yeah. So at the moment I've been using the SkinCeuticals Blemish and Age Defense Serum. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a salicylic acid acne treatment. So that's Mm -hmm. a good spot treatment, but there's a couple that are really hardcore that I've tried. Is it the Murad one?
1: Yes. I remember you trying that one.
0: Yeah. So a few girls at the office have the Murad Blemish Control Rapid Relief Spot Treatment. So so that one, um, actually Elle in the office had that in her drawer, and it is so strong. It's got 2% salicylic acid. So according to the um, website, it reduces blemish size and redness within four hours. And whenever I've had one pop up, I always yell out to Elle and she passes it over. And then funny I funny story
1: about Elle and that spot treatment what happened she took it I think it, she was in Europe with her husband she took it overseas with them and he got a pimple and he just kept putting the spot <gasps> treatment on it because oh. it wasn't going away and completely burned his skin <gasps> off <laughs> like he just didn't wait and that's that's my issue with spot treatments I think if you're going to use them sparingly and use them as they're advised you, to be yes, used yes go for it but if you're gonna go absolutely nuts with it and use it six times a day you're going to do more damage than you are doing good. It
0: definitely this will work to reduce the blemish size really quickly, but you've just got to do a tiny little like pinprick dot on the blemish. Yeah. When I've used that, it definitely does sting and tingle a little bit because it's got such a high concentration Mm -hmm. of salicylic acid. I think 2% is the highest concentration.
1: Is that right? Yeah, it's pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's an Aspect. Aspect have stop spot as well, I think.
0: That's a great one too. Yeah,
1: that is a good one as well. I've used that before. And then the Dermalogica Overnight Clearing Gel as well. But I think it's important to also remember that a pimple on its own is enough to scar the skin. So squeezing it can potentially enlarge that and increase the chance of scarring anyway. So, I think just be mindful of that before you go in and attack a pimple. Just think about like is it worth having a scar there for, you know, potentially months and months or or the rest of your life even? Yeah. Or can you just deal with the pimple for a couple of days? That's always my thought process.
0: So, Joe, remember those two pimples I had on my um face? They I picked yes. them so I mean, I know better. I know better. Why mm-hmm. did I do that? This is like the psychology of it. Like why? Like I know, but yeah. I still did it. Then that post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation it stuck around for weeks.
1: Yeah, it does. It just, you can't get, I, I've got them at the moment. I had two pimples like at the start of isolation and I've still got two red marks on my chin. I'm like hanging out to go and get my laser genesis, but I have been using my um, light Stim LED on them as well because that helps to reduce inflammation in the skin and speed up healing. So I do recommend um, like a high quality LED device as well.
0: Light steam have a, don't they have one specifically for pimples? They've got a blue
1: light as well, ah. um, but I've got the red. So they've got they've got a blue light for acne, and then the red light it, it says it's for aging, but I think the red light is more an all rounder. Like if you want uh, if you want to invest in something that you can use ongoing. I would probably get that because it's suitable for acne as well. It doesn't target that acne bacteria that the blue one does, but it targets that inflammation and it helps to speed up the healing process. So I would generally go with the red because I think you'll get more out of it. But if you've got persistent acne that you're trying to treat, then I'd probably go with the blue. But again, I think niacinamide is just like the hero of this story. I feel like if you apply a vitamin B3 and a B5 to the area, you're more likely to be able to reduce that inflammation, take the redness out of it and take, you know, when it's, it's big and it's sore, I feel like the niacinamide helps to reduce that.
0: I could not recommend niacinamide more. I think that when you aggravate the skin with too much acid, it Mm -hmm. can make it worse. So if I have an event on because I'm more prone to breakouts, I will just use niacinamide because Mm -hmm. I know that will reduce the chances of it of me having like crazy breakouts.
1: Yeah. And it can also reduce that post-inflammatory scarring as well. What's your favorite niacinamide? I think everybody probably knows mine.
0: The Aspect B17.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. No, I did know that.
0: Yours is, I'm going to guess ASAP Super B.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I also have been using the Alpha H one, and I really like that. I
0: feel like I feel like we know each other way too well that we know each other. We other's really favorites do. Are nice in a mind. Nice. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but uh, people <laughs> listening to this are probably guessing that as well. They already they know us as
0: well. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. It, I love the Barocca smell. I'm it really like it gives me like a nostalgia. I don't know why, but it reminds <laughs> of me a of, hangover. It reminds me of hangovers <laughs> in my like twenty early twenties.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Good throwback, <laughs> or it probably
0: reminds me of when hangovers weren't bad because back then yeah. it was just like Baraka, yeah. get
1: up, go for a run. Yeah,
0: <laughs> now it's like three days later, and I'm like, no, I can't, I can't recover.
1: <laughs> well, that's our advice for how to pop a pimple, but I think the moral of that story is uh, try and not to. But if you can't resist, that's what you should do. Welcome to our next guest. Hannah, I don't think we've had a return guest yet, but we're welcoming back James Vivian because we loved speaking to him last time. So welcome back, James.
2: I am honoured. Thank you so much for having me back again.
0: Yeah, and James, you are the, I think, the king of the iso content at the moment.
1: 100%. So one thing that we keep getting asked about is listeners of ours wanting to get their partners onto skincare. And so we thought we'd do a whole segment around it because I think this topic can go multiple different ways. But we thought you'd be a great person to talk about this, A, because you're a man, Um, so you can talk a little bit about men's skin specifically and also you're a dermal clinician so you can talk about it from an expert perspective so
2: and I have a partner
1: and you have a partner exactly
2: I do sorry Sorry to everyone listening at home
1: (laughs) I know Hannah and I are single but um, you're yeah thanks for rubbing it in James
2: (laughs) one out of three ain't bad (laughs) (laughs)
1: so we wondered if you could explain is men's skincare actually just a gimmick or can they use the same stuff as women
2: look i don't think it's a gimmick because through branding uh packaging smell texture these men's specific brands are encouraging men to get stuck into skincare. And I'm I'm encouraging of anything that is helping to get skincare on people's faces. And I think a lot of men for whatever reason see barriers uh, within this industry, and it might be packaging and branding or that their girlfriend uses it or that their male partner uses it for whatever reason. So anything that is helping to get men over the line, I'm all for. But I think when it comes to selecting skincare rather than selecting something specifically for a gender, I, you know, I'm always encouraging that people go in search of products that are targeting their specific concerns, and concerns are not gender Mm, specific. Very true.
0: It's funny that you say that about the packaging because my sister's husband, I've been trying to get him, he, he works outside, so he's got a bit of sun damage, and I'm always trying to get him onto skincare, like some something for the pigmentation, and he's just like, mm, no, 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 I wouldn't use that, I wouldn't use that, and then as soon as I gave him a men's serum, he's like, oh, this looks good, there's like <laughs> something like – psychological in the fact that he, like, would not use it unless it was for men.
2: I guess we have to remember that, you know, like, men are also finicky as well. You know, they have things that that, that, that appeal to them and, and they repel against, so – But I think, you know, (laughs) packaging, maybe men are a little bit more visually or aesthetically minded than we think.
0: Even though I think all my serums look very
1: unisex. Yeah, I don't think any of my serums really look specifically female, but I totally get what you mean about the packaging. I think if it's not in like black... Simple yeah. packaging, they just don't want to borrow
2: it. There's a lot of, I think, consideration that goes into formulating men's skincare for those reasons. Because mm-hmm. it's yeah. a small market already. And when I think when companies are going into that market, they're on the back foot already. Because we know that men's, the men's skincare market is not a big market, unfortunately. So when mm-hmm. people go in there, they, they need to really go in and do something that is going to be as widely accepted as possible. And that's when all of those considerations yep. come in.
0: If I've been dating someone and they're they're over. (laughs) Dating is a loose term. Read between
2: Um, the lines.
0: So so say they're like over for a drink or something. Um, No, don't read between the lines, both of you. (laughs) (laughs) You're making this sound worse than it is.
2: No, we're not.
0: um, Something that I'll usually do is put doing, always do my skincare before bed and I swear like they like I've had like a couple of guys that are like absolutely love like getting their skincare put on by someone else oh that's a nice little touch <laughs> yeah it is a nice touch and like getting it all massaged in and like doing like layer after layer and I think I've had very like positive feedback on that you
1: should advertise that
0: on your bumble account should I we'll do your skincare routine <laughs> No. How does men's skin differ from women's? Do they have different concerns and can their skin tolerate more?
2: So anatomically, the skins are really, really different. Uh, Men have a much higher concentration of sebaceous glands and the sebaceous glands are bigger. So that's going to be a double-edged sword because those sebaceous glands are going to be making more oil and a positive of that is that those oils contain natural antioxidants uh, such as vitamin E and coenzyme Q10 and they function as free radical scavengers and also like a very very low natural UV protectant. But flip side of that is with more oil production comes a greater opportunity to uh, congest and to form comedones, blackheads, Uh, pustules ingrown hairs so a lot of men particularly if uh, those men are not caring for their skin properly can have all sorts of issues obviously every sebaceous follicle has a hair attached So there's also going to be issues with, um, so men need to shave. Then you can have issues with, you know, all those sorts of shaving problems that come along with it.
1: Do you have any tips for um, shaving while we're on that topic?
2: I do. There's there's quite a few of them. Um, Like some men can get away with shaving with, no product whatsoever, you know, with, with a blade in the shower, it's amazing. And their skin isn't sensitive at all, but a lot of men have, have a lot of issues. It all starts with the quality of the razor. I don't think you need five blades. I think Somewhere around three is good and making sure that they're changed regularly. I think heating the blade is important and washing the face before you start shaving is really important because you soften the hair by over 50%. So there's much less resistance uh, slicing through those hair shafts. Shaving with the direction of the growth is really important too. It's much less resistant and using a product that is of good quality, isn't full of alcohol uh, and nasty ingredients, yep. much more natural in its formation. There some, there's some good tips. And not like going over the area again and again and again. I think just like one sweep with the shaving product, if you need to go again, mm-hmm. you need to get a little bit more product or re-emulsify it and then go, it, go through it again.
0: So is it quite common for men to get ingrowns on their face? I didn't even know that. On the on their neck. yeah I've noticed ones on the neck
1: before my brother had a really big one on his neck once and I was just so tempted to just attack it but I didn't
0: (laughs) (laughs) if men have a like stubble or a beard because I know that shaving exfoliates the face so if they're not doing anything else at least they're exfoliating their face (laughs) if they're if they've got a beard like things like beard oils are those sorts of things helpful to like moisturize the skin underneath the
2: thing about skin that has um, hair growth over it, is that it's actually being very, very protected from the sun. And we know that the sun Ah. is one of the leading causes of ageing, right? Very true. So Mm -hmm. I, I think that alone is enough to sort of not have to worry that you're that that area of skin's getting the love that the rest of the skin's getting because it's just got this natural inbuilt photo protection. So Mm. um a lot of men use beard oils for more so the um to improve the look of the of the hair.
1: I discovered quite a while ago that my ex-boyfriend had been using my products in the shower. Like I noticed him using like an exfoliant and my cleanser and he was literally pouring it into his palm and I was like what are you doing? Um, So for those out there that are sharing their products or not not willingly sharing them, but witnessing their boyfriend using their products or their partner, what amount of each product should they be advising them to use?
2: You need to educate. You need to tell them what to use. And I, look, it's very, very hard to say what dosage of, of products is appropriate because every product needs, you know, it's, it's, it's individual dosage. And a lot of products are metered these days. It'll say, you know, one to three pumps or, or whatever. I think with active skincare, less is always more. You can always add a little bit more if, if you need to, whereas taking it off the face is kind of impossible and also expensive, Anyone can be heavy-handed with their skincare when they just don't know any better. And I think sometimes, like with my partner, for example, he might use four times the amount of cleanser because he hasn't washed his face in a week. So he's thinking that he's making up for a little bit of of lost time there. I'm
1: surprised that you don't do his skincare for him every night. I imagined you in your bathroom just, like, doing it for him. I know, and
2: I do feel bad because, of course, he would love that. But, you know, after a day of of giving facials, it's kind of the last thing that I really feel like doing. (laughs) And, look, Ben, I'm like, Ben, you come into the clinic whenever you want to have a treatment. So this is how it goes. He comes in for a treatment. He's lying I should be
0: dating a dermal therapist. Seriously.
2: He lies there. (laughs) I I start squeezing his face and he's like, what the hell are you doing? I this is so painful. I can't believe that you actually have a clientele that let you do this to them. I'm never ever coming oh. I'm never ever coming back here and I'm like, well I also never want you back here so leave and then <laughs> and then he's like I think oh. I want a facial and I'm like, okay and then you know it, it all repeats itself. So do
1: you just like put him under an LED and leave him there for half an hour? Oh, yeah, he loves the
2: LED. That's a great yeah. way to shut him up. Ben you're annoying me, get under the LED. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I wonder what your favorite products? to recommend to men, you know, whether you see them in clinic or it's what you're telling their partner to buy for them, to form a basic skincare routine? What should they be using?
2: Always start with the basics, so a cleanser, moisturiser and a Mm -hmm. sunblock. But when it comes to men, because they quite often like a really, really simplified routine, I will try to get the most out of those three steps as possible. So I'll try to do uh, an exfoliating cleanser like the Cosmetics Purity Clean. Mm Mm-hmm. Men really, really like that product. It's got that pepperminty smell too, which they like in the shower. Then I will go for a two-in-one moisturising SPF, mm-hmm. two steps in one. And, you know, a lot of men don't use sunblock. So there's the, the, the signs of sun damage and, you know, a more weathered complexion is quite often what we see. Uh, but there's something a bit masculine about that too. Which I don't don't <laughs> yeah. hate, but like there's nothing which is
1: really annoying because women like if we had sun damage it'd be a bad thing, but because men have it they look good with it.
2: So coming back to a routine, so yeah, two good two in one moisturizer come sunscreen like the say the cosmetics Hydrate Plus or like the Aspect invirostat, <laughs> SPF 50, and then a yep. really really good night moisturizer or even just like a rich two in one uh, alpha hydroxy acid vitamin a like the cosmetics define or the Mm -hmm. the aspect phytostat which has got like lots of hydrating properties it's just you know but more than than a simple moisturizer so just trying to get the most out of those steps as possible i think is a good start and then if if you can get a guy to do a bit more well that's fabulous too
0: and if you can't get him to do anything what would you think the one the if he only used one product and he was like not going to do
2: anything else the same is for anybody it's sunscreen from,
0: sunscreen. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. It is. Why I didn't know, I it's, even it's, Again,
2: like, it's so boring. But I guess, you know, like, <laughs> also, like, no one wants to look at a really dirty face, you know, when you're lying in bed. Yeah talking about the day with your partner and you want, yeah, you want a clean complexion staring back at you, not one that's like really, really grubby. So I think a cleanser comes in a pretty close second.
0: I'm just thinking in my head and getting shivers. Like imagine wearing your sunscreen every day, putting it on in the morning and then you don't wash it off. And that's what I was thinking. It starts to like build up on this. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, that's, that's what just... I was imagining. <laughs> uh, last question. I guess you and your partner must share some skincare, but we've spoken about, I guess, using in products that are targeted to your skin concerns are there any products that are totally fine
2: to yeah. share well i think a cleanser uh, ben and i we share a cleanser we also share undies which a lot of people think is really really <laughs> weird
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's
1: God. so good
0: that is, wait do you, you obviously like they just all go in the wash and then they all go into the same drawer that's correct. what i'm imagining correct yeah i think that's totally understandable
1: that's really cute,
0: actually. A lot of
2: a lot of people don't think it's understandable or cute.
0: Oh, what well, do people say?
2: It just makes so total. Sense. They just think it's disgusting.
0: No, they're clean. I know, and then
2: it's like, well, how disgusting is your underwear? I've got no idea, but it just makes sense to us, and we both like have the same taste in undies. We we both don't care about what our underwear looks like. You know, we don't buy fancy underwear. Um, It's not, it's, you know, we're not into that. So we just (laughs) grab what's ever there. So when Ben and I first got together and he came over, he was in the shower and he's like, what's this? And I said, that's my face cleanser. And he said, what's a face cleanser? I said, that's what I wash my face with. And he said, "Um, I wash my face with the same soap. I wash my bum. with." (laughs) Ah! Ah! So I'm happy to report Ah! that I now have him using a face cleanser. Which is so That's good. That's a
1: really good outcome. It's probably saves your relationship. So,
2: but when it comes to like couples, um, same sex or heterosexual couples, it doesn't it doesn't matter. People can share, I guess. But it's really important if people are targeting their specific concerns. But as you said, yep. Hannah, before, like when um, you had a. Uh, gentleman over and he, he, you were doing skincare for him. You know, there's, there's, it's not all about how the products work on the skin. There is a ritualistic component to it. It's a bit therapeutic. It's, you know, it's really, really nice to stand at the base and me and my partner washing our face together or putting our serums on together. You know, it, it, I always appreciate that moment. We have a little connection. He knows that I'm really passionate about it, you know, and he's sort of pretending <laughs> like he does. And he sort of starts saying things like, oh, you know, like my hydration's improving. I can feel it. And I'm, really getting into you know, my pigmentations and I'm like yeah cute cute but he doesn't know what he's talking about but there's that element to it so it really at, I think
0: at- I had a guy he was like oh I want to um see you again so you can do my skincare <laughs> it was like is that the only reason why well yeah I think so he said his skin he woke up and his skin looked amazing <laughs> and I was like yeah no shit
2: <laughs> uh, well when you got it you got it Hannah
0: <laughs> yeah I know I should have been a dermal therapist I would have maybe got a
2: boyfriend. Oh, Stop. It's never it's never too late. You will, let's get Hannah a boyfriend. Uh, if you if if you've got anyone for Hannah, what's the what, what uh, what's the email address? Send a photo and your morning and evening skincare routine.
1: Yep. Yes. Send your submissions. It could be someone you know, it could be like your brother or your cousin or someone that's suitable yes, for Hannah. Yes, please do. Um, Well, that probably wraps up our men's skincare chat, I think. We've probably covered everything and more. Maybe
2: when it's about getting your partner into skincare, it's really about baby steps,
1: Mm, you know,
2: and just, you know, starting with a cleanser and a sunscreen, get them to start to appreciate how their skin's looking and feeling. And then if if they're getting on board, you can be like, well, maybe it's now time for a little antioxidant serum during the day. (laughs) Start using that, you know, like, because I think whether you're male or female, or other you you've got to feel that motivation and that improvement in the skin to continue doing it otherwise you know you fall off the wagon you 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 stop using either the skincare you've got or skincare generally because you're like this stuff is nonsense it doesn't work it's when you start to see and feel the changes in the skin that you're motivated to continue to use it
1: so I guess the moral of the story is don't go from zero to 100 start small and don't expect big things initially um, but eventually you'll be able to get them onto something deeper. You decent. said it.
2: <laughs> and uh, maybe consider a shared undie draw. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Thank secret you. to
2: a healthy, long relationship.
1: <laughs> I like
0: that. Thank you so much, James.
2: My pleasure. Thanks so much. I'll see you next time.
0: Thanks,
1: James. So PWDKWN, I've seen a lot more people using that gif that we have on Instagram for the PWDKWN, which I'm loving. Hannah, what is your product you didn't know you needed today? A brand that I definitely
0: don't talk about
1: enough is
0: Aveda. Okay. I just love their products and the way that they smell.
1: I just... I don't think I've ever heard you talk about Aveda. <laughs> I have never spoken about it.
0: which Where I, is this coming from? <laughs> I know. I really, really love their products. Like I love The spell. Do you remember a while ago, I think I texted you and said my scalp was dirty, but also I'd been wearing it in a a pony, I think. And I had, I literally got a migraine. And I actually said to you, can we get a neurologist to come on and talk about it? And I was like, (laughs) my scalp was like um, throbbing. It was the yeah, you
1: said it was sore. They've
0: got like micellar technology in oh, them.
1: Oh yes, I know this range. There's like a heat protectant and a micellar cleanser or something. I
0: like the heat relief. That's the thermal protector yep. and conditioning mist. But I actually want to talk about the rinseless refresh today. So it is mm-hmm. a no rinse micellar technology. So it'll instant refresh the hair and basically the thing that I love about it is that it smells so good
1: so I have one of these and I haven't used it yet do I need to use this
0: yes especially if you like don't want to wash your hair I'm going to try this. What it actually does is it soothes the scalp. Like on that night where I couldn't sleep because my scalp was so sore, I like sprayed the shit out of my scalp and like massaged it in and then the pain started to subside or like the the irritation that I was feeling because I was having
1: this like – I'm a little bit concerned about how painful that was if you couldn't sleep.
0: That's why I said we need to get a neurologist to come on and explain why high ponies give you I headaches. Didn't realize how
1: serious it was. Oh no,
0: I couldn't sleep. So I, but I, I it was also because my hair had been in a hype. So it was, a, it was a combination of dirty scalp and like it, yeah, and that needing to be soothed, but also the way that mm-hmm. the hair direction was being pulled. But what I love about this one is it's got the pure fume aroma. So listen to these ingredients. This is like, oh, jasmine, organic mandarin, lemon.
1: Is it lang lang? <laughs> Yeah, correct. Yep.
0: And it's got other flower and plant essences. So it's got that real evader scent.
1: Yes. Okay. I, I'm imagining it in my head now. I've got my eyes closed. I'm imagining being in their store. I
0: yeah. reckon if you've been out, not that you'll be out at a nightclub anytime soon, but you know the <laughs> smell of your hair after going out and being around like smokers or yes, whatever. I can't stand that. Yeah. This scent would be perfect for something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's I I just haven't spoken about Evader enough
1: and I'm just um I love all their products. I have so many of their products. Well, I'm going to go and grab that product out of my box of things to try and I'm going to use that. I've got clean hair, but I'll use it in a couple of days. I have to like tell you something at the end of this because like you always make jokes about how I have nothing wrong with me, but I've had like this concern that I meant to speak to you about. Oh. But I'm going to do my product. I didn't know I needed it. Okay. All right. Keep me waiting. It's the Estee Lauder Pure Color Envy Nighttime Rescue Lip Oil Serum. So I have had this product in my things of, you know, my box of things to try for quite a while. And I grabbed it out the other day because I had really dry lips and I was like, I'm just going to try something else and see if that works. I genuinely think this is one of the best like lip glosses I've ever used it makes your lips so pouty and glossy and it just looks really beautiful on it has got all these um, natural oils in it. it's like camellia rose and lavender and I think it's got marine collagen as well so that helps to plump them I did find that it actually gave like a plumping effect to my lips but it didn't irritate them like some of those ones with like peppermint and stuff in them you know how they can kind of make your lips feel a bit sore afterwards like it dries them out a bit more but I found that this just it feels really weightless on the lips it lasts a while as well like a lot of glosses just slide off my lips but this just feels amazing on it makes them look really glossy and pouty and I just put lip liner on underneath it and then I put that over the top and oh just such a good combo um, but I'm surprised that I haven't discovered this. Did you have one of these as well? I'm sure you would have been given one too. Yeah,
0: I've got one. Um, it's interesting how our tastes vary. Lip gloss and lip balm is so personal. Yeah, it really is. So for me, it's a bit too thin. I know it's a serum yeah.
1: oil. It's an overnight treatment, but I'm using it as like a daily lip gloss with lip balm. you. You. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: must not like, because I like a really Thick, like so that you're like so thick that your hair gets stuck to your face. That's
1: what I do at night. I put my lano on really thick at night, but then I don't really like wearing that during the day. No,
0: that's what I like during the day. So this is what
1: I've been ju- using during the day. Yeah, and it's uh, got like a little applicator as well, so you just glide it on. What What I find annoying about lano is that I have to use my fingers. And so during the day when I'm like out and about, I like that it's got a little applicator that I can just apply straight to my mouth. You, you're very funny about... About germs, yes. Yeah, about
0: germs. <laughs> I am. I am. Which <laughs> I think is serving you well right now. It is, like, 100%. I think that I've had to learn how to be yeah. um, less germy and you've just naturally always been less germy. I've had
1: hand sanitizer with me at all times for my whole life and everyone's just now starting to get on board, so... <laughs>
0: Because now I'm very conscious like I wash my – if I touch my face, if I do anything, wash your hands. I wasn't like that before.
1: I was a grot. (laughs) I won't disagree with you. (laughs) So what I was going to tell you is that I washed my hair maybe last week and I got out of the shower and I brushed my hair and I went to dry it and I noticed that I had all of this dandruff like really quite bad at the front of my part. So it was like really obvious, and I was like, "Oh my god, what is this from?" I think it's just from the general like change in seasons, and my skin's a bit drier. And I probably, I mean, I've been I've been double shampooing. I don't know if I'm using a shampoo that's maybe too drying for my scalp. I just washed my hair, so I was like, I'm not going to wash it again. So then I had to go through a big like detox the following time that I washed my hair. So I got my Christophe Robin scrub out and use that. And that helped a little bit, that helped definitely to shift the dandruff off my scalp to kind of like pull it into my hair so that I could dry it out with the hairdryer. You know, when you like angle the hairdryer down and you're kind of like patting it out with your hands, do you do that? Um, but I wondered, should I try that or Orbe Serene Scalp? stuff because I've got to make it quite a big investment to buy that. So you recommended that once and I'm just thinking, should I buy that in my next start? Oh,
0: did you get sent the chlorine stuff? Yes, I did. Yeah. So I think they've got one that I'm going to try. Oh, is it the chlorine shampoo with aquatic mint? Yeah, this one. So a deep cleansing detox shampoo made with mint. So it refreshes
1: the scalp and hair. It looks okay. really nice. All right. Maybe I'll use that before I invest in the Orbe? Um, It's $13.95. Oh, okay. Great. (laughs) Bargain. I was going to drop 150 bucks on Orbe.
0: (laughs) It's not going to look as nice in the shower, but I think that I was actually going to give that one a go to see if that helped my scalpers. But to be honest, which is really interesting, my scalp has been a lot better because I've obviously had a lot less product buildup.
1: Yes. Yeah. I don't know why mine's just gone, like it's just gone really flaky and now I'm paranoid about it. It must be dry. Yeah, I think it's just the weather and just this whole isolation thing. Um, But, yeah, I'm going to have to give that a whirl. That uh, wraps us up for another week. And don't forget adorebeauty.com.au slash podcast. If you want to find any of the products that we talked about today, they'll be there.